0: Welcome to another inspirational podcast at Real Life Church. For more great content and updates, visit reallifechurchkc.com. Man, I love those songs, man. They may go to church with you. You guys ran into that before, haven't you? Been mean to somebody and you shouldn't have been. You're like, oh, hey, what's up, brother, sister? Love you in the Lord. Um, anyway, man, we're so excited for all that God's doing. If you're here last week for Father's Day, I want to say uh, just special thanks for coming back this week. We had an awesome time. Uh, the booklets put together by Steve Bear were incredible. Um, just an amazing gathering last week. And so I want to say a special thanks to him. I don't think he's easy he here. Steve here. It's good. It's even better. I'm gonna make fun of him here a little bit. He's gonna like that. So uh, I'm excited about this next series coming up. This will be one of the really the coolest series we're gonna do all year round. It's called What If the Church. So next Sunday we're gonna kick it off. And really this is really exciting because uh, we partner with other spiritual leaders in the community, other pastors, and we actually rotate pulpits. Can you believe that? So we actually have different people coming in. Uh, and next week is just super exciting because we believe as we partner with people, we can do more, right? We're better together, amen. Uh, we believe in the Capital C church, so it's not about real life, it's not about any of the church church or, or group or people, it's really about Jesus, amen? And so uh, it's just cool to be a part of this, uh, this is a really foreign concept for a lot of churches and so for us, we're just super excited to be uh, really a really kingdom-minded church and so next week, we have an incredible speaker, this guy's passionate, he loves God, he's a good friend of mine, he leads the Belton Young Life crew and all that stuff and so uh, I think he's here today somewhere, but Brian Mason, yeah, give it up for him right here, put your hand up again, he's a bald guy which doesn't narrow it down very much around this place. You know, it's a lot of stress in, in real life or something. But um, anyway, man, I love you. I'm excited for what God's going to do uh, next week through that. So today we conclude, man, the bummer, the Be Positive series, right? This is our fourth week and uh, to the conclusion of the series, but you know this whole thing is really about being honest with ourselves. In our culture today, there's so much negativity, right? There's so much negativity around us. You can't go on Facebook or anywhere else and not see something negative. And so today is going to kind of dive into some positive stuff. And if you experienced some negativity maybe this week, like the weather was like scorching, like scorched earth for like three weeks, and then it got cold, quote unquote, from somebody. I'm like, got kind of cold? This I like, got normal. It Feels great out, you know. Terrible for boating, but great for golf, right? And so uh, it was awesome. And uh, maybe go home today and you. Go on the internet and you're going to watch your favorite, uh, you know, addict, addiction show, whatever it is. And uh, you're like, man, the internet's too slow. Or it, I was watching one of the night and like, it wasn't loading. Man, I was ready to kill somebody, right? Like this is life is over. Like, what am I going to do? Like, I missed this, this season of this show. Like I can't handle this. I'm going to go ballistic and this is how it works, right? And maybe uh, you look online and you see the pictures from real life that uh, we post all the time. And you might see your face on there and be seeing your face on a real life post anywhere. And you're like, man, dude, I look fat in that picture. You know what I'm talking about? Like, it, how for real, dude, the camera adds, like, at least 30 or 40 pounds, I'd be, I totally believe that, right, and you look at it, you're like, man, I'm looking old, like, what's going on, what happened, what happened, uh, maybe this week, you got new pants, right, you go shopping this week, you're strutting in the church with your new pants on, got your tight pants on, <laughs> got your tight pants, all right, we're not going to go there, but you're strutting this, you know, strutting in, you a new pants, and somebody asks you, those are your new pants, you're like, these pants, yeah, these pants, these are new, these are new pants, and they look at you, and like, oh. oh, 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 what, oh, yeah, or, oh, no, what does that mean? And they don't really tell you, so you're like, I guess I'll take that in a negative way because, like, everybody's so negative. It's so like, oh, they are like my pants, so you never wear them again to church because one person said, oh, to you? It happens. I'm serious, dude. All right, so this week, uh, it's not only outside the church is negative, it could be inside church, right? And so uh, this week I went golfing. Um, say a prayer for everybody on the other fairways and stuff. And uh, I went golfing with Tucker Nelson. I do know if he's in the house somewhere. And uh, so I get done, and I call up Barry, and... Uh, Barry made fun of my golf score. Uh, go figure. He asked if it was over a certain number that involved at least three digits, and I'm not going to tell what I told him. It was awesome. And uh, I want, I'll just tell you this. Anybody know my golf score out there, what I scored on my golf round? No, nobody cares. I'm gonna tell you anyway because it's so embarrassing. So, but if you want to know, uh, if you want to look good as a golfer, just invite me out with you, and you will look amazing. I promise you that. So, anyway, Barry actually he thought I did all right, but it was it was still pretty bad. Uh, and last week, Steve, man, he was punking me from the stage. You guys remember that? He said I owe him a whistle from like three years ago. So guess what? <laughs> See, zoom in on that. Steve, here's your whistle, bro. I'm going to give your whistle back to you, and I'm not only going to give you one whistle, I'm going to give you two more, the new ones. Um, just be generous and, and positivity, like, I love you, Steve. He seemed a little bitter about it last week, so, but we use it for youth group, and so I told him it's for the children, Steve, it's, it's for the children. So um, he's like, what do you mean? I was like, this is for the kids, you know? Um, but anyway, in a world of negativity, uh, we are trying to renew our minds in the Bible, looking at some qualities that we believe help us stay positive today. So today I'm going to talk about my favorite qualities, and... Um, yeah, I was going to get to the point. We're, we're going to talk about generosity. Man, that's great, man. Like, some of you got, man, like, I know this preacher's going. I should have slept in. I brought a friend, Sean. Come on now. Why are you doing this to me? And I'm just going to encourage you, real quick, man, stay. Positive man, you're gonna love today. I want this to be the most encouraging message you ever heard in your life about generosity. I want you to leave here like stepping out, and going, Man, I believe God can do something crazy in my life. And so, uh, we believe God's gonna do something in and through you today. So, we'll just gonna start with this. I believe our God is a generous God, an absolute generous God. You know, you have negativity all around us in the world when it comes to money, right? Like, we never have enough. We every day we're like, Man, I have enough. I can't make it. Ends are gonna be. We're stressed to the nines, right? Like, the bills are piling up and the debt's getting bigger, and we're like, oh, my gosh, like, and you want us to do what? Like, how can we be generous? And, you know, people are like, why do you give the church and all this stuff? And there's so much negativity, like most of the fights, right, in our life to come back to finances. And we're like, man, fighting over it, and we can't figure it out. We're always like one step behind, and we get ahead, and then that thing breaks, right, like your car again and again. And again, we just can't really get where we need to go. We're like, man, but when I get here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give. And there's this negativity around it. But I want to encourage you just to kind of zoom out, like to go to like the 90,000 foot view, right, to see how God sees generosity. And I believe our God is a generous God. I believe God wants to be generous. God is generous. It's who he is. And I love what Paul says to the church of Corinth in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6 to 11. It says this. It says, remember this, a farmer who plants only a seed or a few seeds will get a small crop, but the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. Man, there's just a law the harvest here. Like, you reap how much you sow, amen? Like, if you reap sparingly, you're going to sow sparingly. It's amazing how much, you, there's no, I'll put it this way, there's no accidental harvest, amen? You don't walk up, you know, wake up one day and open your front door and go, whoa, a harvest, wow, that's incredible. That doesn't happen that way. And so for us, like we get to reap what we sow. And so part of this is giving back to God. It says this, you must decide each, or you must each decide in your heart how much to give and don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure for God loves a person who gives truthfully. And I might blow your mind a little bit with this statement, uh, but God does not bless giving. And don't just cut that clip out because that would be terrible. Don't post that on a, on a loop, you know, God does not bless giving. All right, you gotta put a semicolon here, okay? God does not bless giving, but God blesses giving with the right Heart. God blesses giving with the right heart. If, if, you're, if you grew up in church and you just said, hey, you got to give this amount of money and you got to be a part of this, and if you're not, I mean, you're not doing what God's calling you to do, and you just like, oh, God doesn't bless that. God doesn't want you to give out of guilt. God just wants you to give out of, out of pressure. God doesn't want you to give out, out of this fear of like making Him happy. God wants you to give that way. God wants you to give with a cheerful heart. And today I hope you experience that kind of heart and that heart of generosity for God. And we give the right way with the, with the right heart heart. It says this, uh, for God loves a cheerful giver. And verse nine or verse eight says, and God will generously provide all you need. Then you'll always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. I mean, this is so important that you have plenty left over to share with others. I mean, there's so much negativity. Like I felt like when I was growing up, if I gave, I wouldn't have enough to pay the rest of the bills. Right. And it, this really breaks this down. Like when you give, guess what? God provides and blesses you in even bigger ways when we give back to him. He goes on to say, and yes, you will have enriched in every area in your life so that you can always be generous. And when you take your gifts to those who are in need, they will thank God. So two good things will result from this ministry giving. The needs of believers in Jerusalem will be met, and they will joyfully express their thanks to God. I mean, I believe God wants to harvest a harvest of generosity in you. Can you believe that today? He wants a harvest of generosity in your life. That when you take something, when God gives you something, we freely give it away. And by giving it away, we get to do two things. We have to meet the needs of people. Which, if you get to experience that, is incredible. And they, in turn, give thanks to God. I want you to notice what's not an equation us. God gives us something and it blesses others, and then they respond to God. They don't respond to us like we don't give because we say, hey, real life's amazing. We love you, Sean. No, we, we give because we want God to give glory, amen. We want people to see Jesus through us. We don't care about whose name is on the logo. We don't care who gets the praise as long as it's Jesus. And so we give generously because we want God's name to go out. And so we can be extravagant givers and produce a harvest of generosity. God is going to bless you when you give. He's going to provide for you. And then you're going to give back and have a harvest in your life that produces generosity. And that's something that God wants for you. And I just want to say this really loud and clear because I want you guys to be encouraged this morning. I believe, I know for sure, that our church is a generous church. Amen. You guys are a generous church. I don't know if you believe that or not. I don't know if you see or not, but you guys are a generous church. So you can go all throughout the community. You can go to a lot of different areas and you talk to the community leaders and, like, man, real life, man, they're really tearing up. Like, real life really loves people. We get to serve the community. People know us because we're meeting so many needs. So you can go to simple things like the Bell and Summer Fest, right? And all of a sudden, people are like, man, your church is the only church out here. Your church is caring for people. Your church is around people. We get to build a clothing closet, amen. We get to give clothes to kids and just participate in a small way of the story of kids getting clothes. Uh, we get to actually go to other, other churches, which is a crazy deal, right? And we get to build kids' check-ins and kids' stages so they can minister the gospel to people. Is that incredible? Because your generosity. We get to give stuff to foster kids. We get to provide needs for them in our community. Even this last week, we got to do that. I'm going to tell you over and over again, you can go to the Ray Peck Foundation. You can go to the Ray Peck School Board, the Belton School Board. You can go to the Chambers. You can go all across the city, and people go, hey, yeah, real life, man, they're a generous church. That is awesome. Give yourselves a hand for being generous. I want to tell you, thank you so much for every single person that's being a part of this. It's incredible. Your generosity is making a difference in the lives of people. It's an awesome reputation to have. I'll tell you what, you know, you walk in like, hey, you're with Real Life? Oh, that's really cool. We love your church. We love your church. We love that church. So many times, so many people here are, are a result of that, a result of that ministry because we met their need all of a sudden. They're like, man, maybe there's something to this. Like, why are people doing that? You know what? I'm going to track their church out. And there's time and time again, we have people come to our church and they go, yeah, I met you at the summer fest. You were in the dunk tank. You look like a fool, but we <laughs> met you there and you were doing that for Jesus. But hey, we're here because we saw you do that. And it's just awesome. You know, we see people that come from the, from giving back. That's our best way of inviting people to Jesus is just by living it out. So I just want to thank you for being generous this morning. You know, we say this, we lead the way with your rational generosity. That's what we say. We lead the way with your rational generosity. We believe, we believe it's better to give than receive. You know, we also go further and we say, hey, we give up what we love so other people know that they're loved. That's a little higher calling, right? Like, we start sacrificing. We start being a little more generous and say, you know what, there's people who really need some help, and so I'm going to give up some things in my life that I actually really enjoy, but, you know, I'm going to give them to God because God's going to use them to further his kingdom and change people's life, you know? And so here's what it is. Uh, we believe this. How often do you preach on giving at church, right? Like, you're like, man, God's guy's talking about giving, he's talking about giving. I'm just going to tell you, dude, I'm going to preach on giving every single week. You're like, what? This preacher. Man, I'm going to different church, <laughs> No, I preach on giving, but I'm not talking about money. Because you can't go far from the gospel and not talk about giving, right? You talk about giving your time that Jesus gave his life. We get to give prayer. We, every time you pray, you give time. Every time you serve, you give your time. You give your influence. You give your reputation. You give your friendships. You invite people to church. You make a difference in the world around you. And so you can't unmarry giving from the gospel, amen? And so we're not going to preach on money. We're not going to preach on money very often, I'll put it that way. But we preach on giving because the heart of the gospel is Giving. So here's why. If you're taking notes, this is a key thought for today. God is a generous giver. God is a generous giver. God wants to give. I want you to think about this. What is the subject of the Bible? What's the subject of the Bible? Some of you are like, people. Well, people, people that's, that's not really it. You're close. Uh, people are the object of the Bible, right? The subject of the Bible is the person who holds the universe in his hand. The subject of the Bible is the person who created everything that holds it that provides for everybody, and that's God. He's the subject of the Bible. We're the object of the Bible. But what's the verb of the Bible? Now, most people are going to say the verb of the Bible is love, right? Like for God so love. We say, oh yeah, love, 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 love. But I want to challenge you that the verb of the Bible is giving. For God so the world that He gave. The verb of the Bible is giving. That's just a challenging thought for us that you know to be like Jesus, we are givers at heart. I'm here to t- tell you today that Jesus came as a sinless as a sinless person, lived a life for us. He took upon the cross and changed his righteousness, his goodness for our sin. He exchanged it on the cross for us and he gave everything for us, amen? Jesus gave it all. Jesus gave it all away freely for us so we could know him and have purpose in our life. And so Jesus is a giver. God is generous at heart, is who he is today. And I wanna challenge you today that we have the same heart given to us when you accept the most extravagant gift of salvation the forgiveness of your sins, that God exchanges your heart to his heart, that you are generous now. Can you believe that? Like most of us, like, I don't think I'm that generous. <laughs> like I kind of give here and there and I might do some nice things, but I'm not really generous. I'm going to encourage you that when you met Jesus, you became generous because you have the heart of God. You're a new creation and you're made new. And so I going to encourage you, you know, today, if you're thinking like, well, I don't give the church, like, Hey, you know what? I'm going to make this loud and clear. You're not a bad person if you don't give the church. You're not, you're not like less, you don't love God less if you don't give the church. But you're on a journey, right? You're on a step, on, you're on a one step on the journey. And I would encourage you just to follow me as we follow Christ. Amen? Amen? Just follow me as I follow Christ. Like, no one's here to say, oh man, you should do this, do that. It's like, no, man. Like, hey, let's do this together. Like, I want to show you what God did in my life. I want to tell you why I'm giving. I want to show you what difference that God's making through my, my resources and what I'm investing back in the kingdom. That's the heart today. And so when you have a new identity in Christ, you have a heart for Jesus when He says, hey, I'm going to give the heart of generosity. You have a new identity. And so all of a sudden you walk around you see things different a little bit. Like there's this pull on your heart. If you see somebody in need, all of a sudden you're like, oh, I should help them. Like that's the draw of God. Like you have that in you. There's something that wants to happen through you that we provide for people. It draws you. It connects you. You want to be a blessing. And I'm just here to say giving isn't what we do. It's who we are. It's who we are. We're givers. We're just givers at heart. We want to give back. We want to make a difference. We want to take somebody to the next level and share the love of Jesus with them. And so not only is God a generous giver, but you are called to exercise your heart of generosity. We're called to exercise that heart. It says in 2 Corinthians 9 10, it says, For God is the one who provides the seed for the farmer and then, then the bread to eat. In the same way, he'll provide and increase your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. Yes, you'll be enriched in every way so that you can always be generous. You can always be generous. Can you believe that? That God wants you to always be generous? Like when you're at line at Walmart and that baby's crying behind you and you're ready to choke yourself out, you know? You're like, oh, man, yeah, and they forgot their card and it's like $20. You're like, man, okay, I'll pick up the tab, you know, get this kid out of my way. No, I'm just kidding. But you feel like you got to be generous, right? There's so many times in our life we want to give back and we're like, man, I'll tell you the hardest place in life is when you want to be generous, but you can't. I don't know if you've been there. Like where God's telling you, like, I know you, you call me to do this, but you just aren't in the right spot to do it. You don't think you are. You don't think you can make a difference. You've just kind of living outside your means, and it's not working out, and you're stressed. And you're like, man, I want to give some money, but I can't. And that's what we tell ourselves. That's where we're at. But God wants us just because he put the heart of generosity inside of us. That's just who we are, guys. And so expect that. Expect to be generous to people. And we say it this way, that God doesn't, giving doesn't stop with you. Like when God gives something to you, it doesn't stop with you. We're not a reservoir. We don't just hold things to ourselves. But we're a river. It doesn't stop with us. It goes out to others, and we're a river of blessings to other people. Amen? is it's freely given to us, we freely give it to other people. And so we see our resources differently. And so even if you're in the spot today you're like, man, I don't know if I can start doing anything. I don't know if I can be as generous as I need to be. I would encourage you, maybe it starts with stewarding yourself well. Maybe it starts with stewarding your resources well. Maybe it starts with taking care of yourself financially. Like just figuring it out, putting it together. But I would encourage you not to stop. With that, not to say, well, I'm gonna figure it out and then I'll give. I would encourage you, if you can give, to give right away because God's gonna use it to be a blessing to other people. You know, sometimes we think we're gonna give, you know, like you're hearing me now, and you're like, man, if I give, then God's gonna give to me and I'm gonna be rich. All right, that's called the prosperity gospel. There's people who actually believe that. I don't. I don't don't believe that. If you believe that, you can try that out. That's really cool for you. Um, But it's probably not going to work out. Uh, Not the prosperity gospel. But we believe in a provisional gospel. Amen. That where you give to God, God provides for you and gives you more, so you can provide for others. So it's provisional gospel. So we could give because not we want something back, but we want to give something to somebody else, and we get to use the blessing of God in our lives. You know, my family, Diane is what I would say the generous giver. Uh, She has the gift of faith. And so if she said, hey, Diane, you want to go to Africa tomorrow? She's like, yes. Hey, Diane, you want to start a church in Belton? Yes. I'm like, okay, I'm not seeing the numbers here. Like, I'm I'm an Excel guy. Any Excel guys out there? Ladies? All three of us. Yes. Love you people. All right? Join the dream team. We need you. Anyway, way off topic. I don't know where I'm going with that. But I'm administrative minded, so I'm looking at the numbers. I'm like, there's no way this is going to work out on paper. There's no absolute way. Like, how are we going to start this church? How are we going to do this stuff? How are we going to do this? How are we going to do this? like, God's going to do it. It's going to happen, you know? She loves to be generous, you know? She gives and gives and gives. She challenges us to be generous. She goes, hey, we should, we should be giving more. I'm like, really? I thought we were, like, giving pretty irrationally generous. Now you want to be, like, extravagantly generous. Okay, that's cool. Like, where, where's this going to end? Okay, cool. I love you, babe. You know, like, What? I a zero. No, if you look at that, it's like, man, how are we going to do this? Now, if you're like selling popcorn at the door, don't expect to be super generous unless you're a cute little kids. She might give you something, you know, but she's like, man, I give the to Jesus. Uh, actually, she'll give you something at the door, but she's like, man, I don't like, I don't like that popcorn. It's like, oh, give them money. You love them. You're generous. All right, but for years, man, I'm the person who struggled, right? Like I grew up and, you know, maybe the same as your story, like money was tight, Right. At least that's all we saw growing up. Like we had money, we didn't go vacations. We didn't have stuff. We didn't have anything. It was, you know, I'd like the fifth down, right? Like I'm the in the middle of kids, and so you're like fifth down in the shoes and all that stuff, right? So I'm like, my goal in life is to make a lot of money, right? Sign me up for that. And so that's my goal in high school. You know, I started giving, but I gave super sporadically. And you know, throughout throughout my time, I started realizing that man, God's not really using this. And I really struggled with giving to God. I really struggled with, with stepping out in faith and saying, God, what do you want me to do next? And so I was a person who struggled. It took years and years and years to learn how to give to God. I would say, man, we pay off the debt, right? When the school loans are done, or when the, uh, when, the, when the thing isn't breaking down, like when the car's nicer. And I got stuck in this cycle of fear, right? Like, if I if a cycle of, like, well, I'm afraid to give to God because I don't have enough, and then because I don't give to God, I don't get enough because God's not blessing my life. And I was in a cycle of fear and struggle, and that's just in my own heart, you know? And I didn't realize that God wanna do something through me, and God does provide. He's faithful to that. Maybe you walked into real life today, and you're like, man, I'm super discouraged with money. I know so many of us in this space that I've talked to and met with are like, man, my, my debt's up to here, bro. Like, if I get one more bad thing in my life, I don't know how I'm going to make it. Some of us are stressed out to the max. We have debt payments that are going out crazy. Credit cards are piling up, and there's challenges in front of you. You don't know which direction to go. And I would say in the middle of the stress, in the mess, I also encourage you to be generous. Like, I know it sounds crazy. I know this is like, wow, can you seriously think that? But I seriously believe that we are generous people at heart. I want to encourage you to be a funnel, to be a funnel for Jesus, that God's going to give you everything you need, but funnel it through your life to somebody else, that we're, a river, that we're a running river of blessings. We believe this, that God owns everything, amen, and that he funnels it to us so we can be a blessing to somebody else. And you can just... Uh, I say it this way. If you had a bad experience with church, I just want to remind you that we don't expect you to give today because I'm preaching on this message. Okay, right, so don't feel guilty at all about being here. I know so many people like, man, I've heard this sermon 50,000 ways in a bad way. And I want you to leave here encouraged about generosity. I want you to leave here uplifted. I want you to realize that you have a hard generosity and where it starts for you is where it starts for you. But I want to encourage you to take your next step today and not just uh, just think about it, but really try to do it because I want the blessing of God for your life, not for us, but for you. And I want God to use you in incredible ways. Um, but just that idea of follow me as I follow Christ. You know, we love to help you too. Because so many times, you know, you get coaching every year of your life. Like you go to driving school, which some of you probably need, right? Um, I took it after many things happened. And it was cool and fun and didn't change anything. But be a driving school before you drive, right? You go to school most of your life. And I think so many times in life, no one's taught us how to like really manage our finances. Like no one really taught us how to live under our means. That's a foreign concept, right? And so in our church, uh, we're offering uh, in this fall, we have a financial class to help you get on track. Get your finances put together, help you get there. We want to show you what it could be like to live that cycle of abundance in your life because God is an abundant giver. We don't have to live in fear of making payments every single month. And so I want to encourage you just to take that next step, wherever it is for you to take the step that God has for you. Like I was saying, when I went to, when I went to college, I was given sporadically. And when you go to Bible college, you know, you're kind of like, I better be giving regularly, right? <laughs> I'm in Bible college. I'm supposed to set the standard. And so I started giving out of duty. But I'll tell you what changed my life forever is when I started giving with the right heart. And uh, what changed for me was when I started serving. Uh, there was a ministry that we kind of formed. There was kids behind the college I went to that were below, below really below the poverty line. And uh, we would serve these kids. We started picking them up in our cars and we'd bring them to church. And uh, every Tuesday night, and know this is a weird thing for most of us nowadays, but I would go out and visit like the kids in, in the neighborhood and the families. And we'd pr- we ran about hundred kids over the course of a year. So we go out like crazy and just meet the kids. I knew, I knew hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of kids by name. I'd walk down the street and just hang out with kids and that kind of stuff. But you get invited in their homes and you see the, I would say the hopelessness. There's just nothing there for them. Like the future is pretty bleak. Like these people really just live to just day by day to make it through the day, can survive the moment. And you sit down in these houses and remember this one time with uh, Joseph Ray, he's not little anymore. <laughs> But we went in there and had tater tots. That was dinner, just tater tots. And I remember going to the kitchen to get the tater tots, and there was cockroaches everywhere. And they're on the tater tots. And as you grab the tater tots, they'd scatter, and as you put them back down, they'd come back. And I just remember, like, thinking, wow, how selfish am I? Like, most of my life, I've worried about myself. Most of my life, I thought about, like, Well, you're never going to be rich enough to do this and this and this. Like I thought, I had to have a nice car and a really big home and all this different stuff. But none of that really mattered in that moment. What really mattered is that this kid lives in a house full of cockroaches, and every single day he lives in a hopeless situation where the education he's getting isn't going to matter. It's not going anywhere. He has nothing to live for. He's living with his grandma, who's almost 80 years old. And when it's over, what's he going to do? And that was a story after kid after kid after kid after kid after kid after kid. That we'd pick up. In fact, it's kind of crazy. You drive the bus around and people would hand you like their one and a half year old baby to go to church on a bus. Who does that? Do you think you're your baby? Yes. I don't know. <laughs> what? This is the desperation of this area. And for me, that broke my heart. And so what I did is I connected these two ideas that giving makes a difference. Like I give to make a difference in the lives of people when I give to church or I give to organization or I give to somebody else, I give my time, I give my my heart, I give my ability, I give my skills to somebody else. I make a difference in their life and that's why I choose to give. Amen. I choose to give because I want that kid to have a life. I want to have a future. I want something different for him. And so when I took my eyes off myself because man, that was all about me. It was all about me. And I'm telling you, if you're dreaming about you, I'm going to tell you something, your dream isn't like that big. When you start dreaming the size like God's dreams, your dreams are unsurmountable, they're huge, they're unmeasurable, what God can do in and through you. And so we began to minister these kids. Seriously, we pick up hundreds of kids every single week. We bring them, we'd feed them, we do, we'd do wanda games, all this cool stuff with them, because we just had the heart to do that. It started with a car and one kid. And we just had eyes to see. Just eyes to see. And that's what broke my heart to be generous. And so since then, I'm like, hey, I've got to give to God. You know why? Because God's gonna use it to make a difference. Amen. Like I'm gonna give it because God's gonna use it to change somebody's life. And you gotta connect a face to the dollar you okay, i not talking about Washington or Ben, okay? <laughs> but you got to connect the face of a person. You got to see somebody when you hand that dollar to somebody. Hey, this is going to make a difference in our life. And so for me, like give generously to organization, to church, man, I just know God's going to use it. That's why I love to give. That's why I love to be generous. Now, I encourage you today, two reasons to be rationally generous this morning. One is this, that when you give, God moves you from me to we. When you give, God moves you from me to we. Matthew 621 says this, it says, where your treasure is, there your heart is also. Wherever your treasure's at, wherever your wealth is at, wherever your money is at, there your heart is gonna be. And so when you give to God, you're putting God first, not just in your finances, but you're putting yourself closer to God. So when you give to God and you put, say, hey, look, I'm gonna give this to you, Jesus, all of a sudden your heart is moving closer to God. All of a sudden you're aligning to the things of God. You're seeing the things of God differently and you're more like Jesus. I would say you're never more like Jesus than when you give. There's nothing actually that's gonna change your life There's nothing that's gonna align your heart more than giving. There's no action you're gonna take, there's no serving project, there's no pill, there's no TV show, there's no therapy. There's nothing in your life that's gonna change you and align you more to Jesus than giving to him with your finances. I can't explain it, I can't show that, but I know that's how it is because I move from myself, what I can accomplish on my own, to what God is doing. Let me tell you something, man, I don't wanna be my story. Like, oh man, it's the story of Sean. It's like, this is the story of Jesus. When I give back to Jesus, the power of we is so powerful because what we can do together in real life, what we can do as an impact, what we can do when we put our finances together is so much more powerful than what I can do by myself, amen? And we can be a part of that. Just a small part, whatever God's calling you to do, we get to be generous and be positive and say, hey, I want to give to Jesus because he's making an impact in the lives of people and I will be drawing closer to God. You know, you think about this. When we play a part of the story, I don't know about you, but I want to be a part of the story. Like even if I'm just sweeping the floor, I'm picking up trash, setting up a stage, doing the things we all do here in real life, no matter what it is, I wanna be part of the story of God. And when I see people's lives changed, when we, we see somebody come to Christ, I'm like, man, I wanna be a part of that, amen. We see somebody coming off drugs. I'm like, I want to be part of that. When I see somebody's marriage get healed and restored and didn't get divorced and their family's still together, I'm like, I want part of that. That's what I want to do. That's my heart. That's where I'm at. Like when I see kids get clothes because they need help and we can build a closet for a couple thousand dollars, I'm like, yeah, I want be part of that. Sign me up. Oh, your church needs help over there. Hey, sign me up. Just sign me up. Just say yes. I'm gonna sign up. I'm gonna sign up. I'm gonna sign up because I want be part of that. I want part of people's lives being changed. And that's just who I am. That's my heart. You know. And so. Um, just kind of where I'm at, I guess, you know? It's just driven into my soul. Like just, and I think it's just because that's who Jesus is, that Jesus wants us to be generous because we're generous people. And there's nothing more encouraging than me in a day to look out and say, man, look how the people were changed this week in real life. Look how the people are uh, connected in the community. Look how many people were, were fed this week. Look how many people came to Christ this week. Look how many people were just uplifted and encouraged. Look how many marriages are better. Like that inspires me every single day. I don't know about you, but that just gets me going a little bit. And so uh, I just want to encourage you that we move from me to we, but also that we be rational and generous because it's, it's how we worship God. You know, sometimes we think worship is the songs, which it is. We love singing. Amen. And the band did awesome, by the way, always in AVL back there. Shout out to them. Great job, AVL. They never get that one. Yes. And Diane up here, like, you know, six weeks from away from popping a baby out, like nice work. That was like, man, wow, powerful. Uh, Powerful moment there. Just encouraging what God's doing. But we worship God not just with our voice, we worship God with our giving. We worship God by giving back to Him. And I just want to challenge you with this idea. And it's a really simple idea, but the idea of we just return things to God. You know, sometimes it's about giving like we possess it, but really just turning, just giving it back to God. And I'll give you an illustration. Um, let's say that we're Scott, I don't know if Scott's in the house, but let's say Scott Jermaine is going out of town next week. And I'm like, hey bro, you got a pretty sweet ride. Like, I'm gonna borrow your car because my car's not working. So I'm gonna be like, hey, can I borrow your car? They say, sure, man, here's the keys. Sweet, dude. He comes back from his awesome vacation or whatever cool thing he's doing. He's like, hey, I'm here, man. It's like, hey, you know what? Me and Diane have been praying. We've been really thinking about what God's put on our heart. And we really wanna just give this car to you because God just put on our heart to give this car back to you. What? You smoking drugs, dude? Like, what are you talking about? He's like, no, man, we just wanna give this to you. Like, we, we wanna be a blessing, Scott. Here's a blessing. And that's really what it is in our lives, right? Like we're just returning things back to the person who gave it to us, amen? Like it's just a gift to us. Like we didn't, we got it freely, we give it freely. We didn't deserve the grace of God, but we got the grace of God, we give the grace of God. And God provides everything for us in our life. And so we take that provision and we give it to somebody else. It's not about us. It's not about us, we're not an equation. We just, we're just a conduit. We're a river, we just let things pass through us. You know, God owns everything. It's just crazy thought, but he holds the span of the universe in his hand. Isn't that crazy? He numbers the sand on the earth. He knows the ha- number hair on your head. He knows everything every moment and he holds it in his hand, he, not just on earth, but like he knows everything on Mars. He knows everything in the whole universe, owns it all. Like he's the master of it. You know, I think about my little boy, Jack and uh, he gets a little thing of Cheerios, you know, like a little cup that locks your hand in, like some trick. Anyway, and he gets it out of Cheerios, right? Which most of them on the ground. And he's like, Dang! he goes crazy. You know how that works, right? And you're like, dude, you don't know, but daddy's got a whole other box of Cheerios right here, bro. Boom, Cheerios. And it's the same way for us with God, amen? Like, we freaking out about our stuff, and God's like, all right, well, if you want the blessings, then return what I'm giving you. Honor me with what you got. And I just think that's a, an incredible picture of what God wants to do in our life today. You know, I believe this. Our God is generous. You know, you think about serve day coming up, how incredible it would be if we had went out to the neighborhoods and we went out to different areas in our community and served like crazy. I can just imagine this, like God's backing up the dump trucks of blessings on real life, amen? He's just like, beep, 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 beep. Oh, they're serving, man, they're giving. Yep, yeah. beep, beep, Wouldn't it be incredible for you and your family? Like God just blessing on you, God just dumping it on you. That's what God does. I mean, there's never a time in my life at this point now that I've been faithfully giving to God where I've been like, man, we're never gonna make it. That doesn't happen. I'm like, dude, we're getting thin. But you know what? God's always coming through, and he always does something crazier than I thought. I like to tell you story after story after story in my life where it's been like right there, and then boom, this check comes in, or this person gives something, or this happens. I'm like, wow, dude, God is so faithful. We have to remind ourselves of that. And if you don't see that in your life right now, just know that God is faithful to you. God is working all things for your good. And so we're a generous person. You are a generous person. Whether you are given or not, if you know Jesus, you're a generous person, amen. Can you just hear that today? You're a generous person. You don't feel it. You're like, man, I don't feel like I'm generous. Like you are generous. And God's just asking you to act on that generosity. You're a new creation in Christ. And so today we could be who God has called us to be. We take our first step towards giving what God wants us to give. Maybe for you, it's just doing yourself well. I know that's where it starts for all of us, right? Like, I don't have enough. I don't have enough. Hey, I want to encourage you. If you need help, we would love to help you steward well. If you're, if you're stewarding well and you're like, man, I'm giving sporadically, I would encourage you just to step it up and say, I'm going to try to give regularly. Like, I'm going to try to make that part of my routine. If you're giving regularly, just say, hey, I want to give above and beyond. I want to be a generous person. And then you get, get this level, which is kind of crazy irrational generosity, where you're like, man, I'm sacrificing stuff. I'm giving up the stuff I love because I know it makes a difference for Jesus. And there's this really crazy level called extravagant giving. This is like, you know, that moment where God's like, donate your car. You had that one before? Some of you have had that, right? Where you're like, I know God wants me to give this up. Like, I want you to give me your life today. Like, I want you to change everything about you, that job I know you're trying to do and that career path you're on. Like, I want you to give that up and extravagantly give it back to me and give me your best. And for some of you, God has put you there, like you have that in your life. And it's not just money, it's your life. And So today, whatever your next step is, I hope you take it for generosity. I hope you move forward today, that you're a river, that you're a funnel, you're a conduit for Jesus, because today we choose to be generous, amen? That we are a generous church. If you could pray with me this morning, Father God, we come before you. God, I pray that we be the most extravagant giving people on the planet because we know you. God, empower us to be who you create us to be. At this very moment as we pray, I just want to acknowledge the truth that so many people are negative in the world about money. We're just negative about the scarcity. They won't have enough. There's never going to be enough. And the reality is that we serve an abundant God a God that wants to bless us and he wants to work through us as people. And I wonder how many of you say today, hey, you know what? You know, I'm, I want to be positive about this. I want to be full of faith. I want to be a person that God uses. I want to be the funnel today. I want to be the giver. I want to be the rational, generous person. I want to be obedient to God. I want to give extravagant gifts. I want people to thank God because I was generous. I want to stir up within me the things of God. Hey, all around the room, if that's you today, if you'd say you'd be more like Jesus and you want to give it all back to him, if that's you, would you just raise your hands, if that's you around this room? Make a hands up all over the place. Man, that's awesome. I encourage you, man. Give it back to Jesus. He gave it all to us. Father, we pray that you'd be lifted up today, God. Be faithful to give back to you. God, that we'd be a blessing back to you in this place. God, give us the heart of worship, God, with our finances, God. That we would, we'd remind ourselves weekly, monthly, to give it to you, God. I pray that we would choose to put you first in every area in our life. Not just finances, God, but we draw close to you. And because of that, we'd change other things in our life. God, spark in our hearts, God, a passion for you. God, let us be sensitive to your voice. God, you lead us to bless others. God, help us to meet every need in our community that we can meet. I pray that people will thank God because we gave at Real Life. God, I pray that people know us by our generosity. God, make our church the most generous church that is in this community. God, help us to, be, to make a bigger difference, God, in the lives of people. Hey, as we continue to pray today without anybody looking around, there's some of you right now that you'd say, hey, i got to give the biggest gift I have to give. And then and you say, well, I'd have to give that because God gave you his best gift. He had his son. And now you can give yourself back to him. The reality is about Jesus, we are left in our own sin. We're left to be selfish, but God so loved us, he gave. God gave to us. God gave his son, Jesus. And it says that whoever believes in him would not perish, but have eternal life. There are those of you right now that are by very nature are separated from God because you are living in sin. But Jesus, who was without sin, what did he do for us? He gave his life and our place so we could live for him. And today it's time for you to give your biggest gift back to him. It's time to give your whole life to Jesus. Say, Jesus, I want to put you first. I want to give my only reasonable response to your extravagant gift of grace in my life. Today, by faith, I want to surrender to you. When you call in the name of Jesus, you become a new person. You get the heart of generosity. There's so many of you here today that need to say yes to Jesus. Yes, I need to give you my life. All across this room, if that's you, if you want to say yes to Jesus, yes, you surrender to him. Yes, you want to put your faith and trust in him. If that's your prayer, we just raise your hand right now. If that's you and you say yes to Jesus in this room today. Anybody like that say, yes, I need to put Jesus in my life today. I just want to encourage you, if that's on your heart, to put Jesus first. God gave us everything. If in your heart you'd say, I need Jesus, just pray this prayer after me. Say, Heavenly Father, come into my life. God, thank you for dying on a cross for my sins. God, thank you for sending Jesus to save me. God, thank you for giving first. God, thank you for making a way for me to know you. Jesus, save me. Fill me with your spirit. God, make me new this morning. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. This is the end of this podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it. If you have, be sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss another inspirational podcast. For more great content and updates, visit reallifechurchkc.com.